Hello and welcome to the Education Community Podcast, an exciting new platform brought to you by Bernardo's, the National Children's Charity. My name is Chris Paul and I will be your podcast host. Our aim is to produce episodes that will be supporting mental health and well-being across a variety of education services within the United Kingdom. We plan to interview a range of professionals in order for us to have a wider understanding of staff well-being, trauma, loss and bereavement as we continue to try and navigate through the difficult times faced across the country. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Bernardo's Education Community Podcast. We hope that you are well and thank you very much for tuning in to what we are discussing today. Today's subject is looking at bereavement and it's the second part of our focus on bereavement given our episode a couple of weeks ago which looked at the subject area but we are aware that bereavement particularly during this global pandemic period is a key issue for education staff and for young people that are walking through the doors of the education buildings each day. So in our episode today we will feature an interview with Nicola Reid of Cruise Bereavement Care Scotland and although we are speaking about a Scottish perspective given the nature of the location of the organisation a lot of the information is very relevant for all parts of the United Kingdom so we do hope that you enjoy today's feature interview with Nicola and thanks very much to Nicola for giving us her precious time at the minute. Now at the minute on the time of recording the schools in Scotland um, have a, a two-week period off which is for the Easter holidays and the springtime holidays this is a time, hopefully, that you know across the United Kingdom, education staff have had that chance to maybe switch off and try and recharge their batteries um, in preparation for you know the next term, which is coming up. So we're very hopeful that you've been able to do that. An update in terms of the Bernardo's education community is we now have a Twitter platform, and we are very much looking forward to engaging with people over on social media and sharing all of our information and training opportunities. I will put the Twitter hand on the description for this podcast and I'll continue to do that for the the rest of the podcast episodes. Feel free to give us a follow if you are on Twitter and send us a message. We're very much looking forward to increasing our following over there and spreading the word of what we're doing. So thank you again for all of your time in regards to engaging with this podcast. I know that we're getting some feedback from people that have listened to all of them and they're really enjoying them. Keep us posted on social media for any particular uh, podcasts, uh, episodes or guests that you might want to feature on here. And thank you again for your support. So I'm now delighted to be joined by Nicola Reid of Cruise Bereavement Care Scotland. Nicola and her organisation do amazing things in Scotland and have done particularly over the last 12 months. Nicola, thank you very much for joining us on the Bernardo's Education Community Podcast. How are things with yourself? Yeah, things are good. It's an absolute delight to be here. really appreciate the, the invitation and the chance to, to join in the conversation. Brilliant. No, thank you very much for, for coming. And I know that we had connected at a bereavement event recently, and we obviously saw that opportunity to, to bring you on board and really share, I suppose, what's been happening uh, for, for your organisation. But before we do that, um, and before we go into you know what your organisation is, this uh, episode is being recorded around about the, the same time as 
the the year anniversary of um, the the lockdown, if you like, and the the COVID oh. pandemic. And we always try and get a tap into our guests who come on just in terms of how they've been feeling. So, how would you sum up the the last sort of twelve months um, of of what we've went through? There are many words I'm allowed for that. I, you know, I, I kind of arrived at yesterday feeling quite quite poignant around the, the day of, you know, national remembering of, of the year. And I stepped out of my office in Perth back just over a year ago, thinking that I'd be away for three weeks, maybe, tops. And, and here I am a year later sitting in the same place in my house and, and all the, the normality of, of what my working week looked like has just completely changed. So, you know, there's been there's been good stuff in that. I've, I've really benefited from making lots more connections with people over this year. The kind of the virtual platforms that are around have enabled me to, to make great connections with my, my, my co-staff team and with my volunteer team and with people people like yourselves and all across the country. Um, and then there's been that real lack of, of not being able to be, you know, kind of alongside my colleagues and, and people that I work with and being able to have those kind of conversations at the kettle and those conversations in the car and the way through to work, you know, so definitely, you know, gains for me personally and losses for me personally and, and for the, us as an organisation. Um, you know, actually our service levels are really good. We're providing really good support at this time, but it looks different and, and there's a there's a, a loss of, of what, what that kind of looked like and, and you know, who knows when we'll be back doing, doing some of the stuff that we used to do before, but we wait <laughs> yeah as it's just the, the unknown and I suppose a lot of people could probably relate to a, a lot of what you're saying including including myself there's probably been good things to to come out of it um, in terms of being able to probably connect to, to wider audiences and networks but there's obviously been a lot of challenges in there so I think you've you've summed that up really nice there and and it brings me on to obviously discussing your your role in a uh, cruise bereavement care Scotland and obviously the organization itself so for any of our listeners maybe you know out with Scotland or somebody who's maybe not heard of it could you give a little background for that please? Yeah so Cruise Scotland is Scotland's bereavement charity and we provide bereavement support to anybody no matter really what their age is no matter what the the cause of death is and no matter what the relationship to the person that died is so anybody can come and access our services and um, children young people adults and, and no matter what the connection is and we provide support in lots of different ways and some of that support is literature, some of it's training, some of it's one-to-one support work um, and counselling. So lo- lots of different ways that we, we provide bereavement support. That's excellent. No, it's it's, it's really good to, to have you on. And obviously I've been following the, the work that you guys do for a long time, working in uh, Bernardo's and very closely with obviously children and, and young people who have experienced bereavement. And one of the, the, the things that I've always wondered during this time, have you guys seen a, a, an increase or a change in how people sort of experience bereavement during COVID with the, the whole not being able to attend funerals and, you know, that I suppose that the wider scale of, of national bereavement that we've not saw, you know, in terms of, you know, daily death counts and stuff, which was really hard to watch on the news. Has that had an impact on, on yourselves? Yeah, and I think change is a, is a really good word to use because I think lots has changed and kind of that shared experience of, of lots of us grieving at the same time in the same place with the same restrictions, that's a very unusual experience to kind of all live through together. Um, and as you say, that kind of national conversation about death, dying and bereavement, you know, it's on it's on adult news, it's on 
social media, it's on even news round for you know for younger children and stuff. And so there's there's this kind of fresh language around around bereavement that I don't think we've ever really had on on a scale before. And what we're seeing come into the organisation is it's not really more or less clients kind of coming in. It's more just that it's different and and grief has has it's almost like somebody's cranked up the volume on 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 death dying and bereavement and and those conversations are are live and much more active and and people are coming to us very quickly after after a death has happened which is kind of new for us um and yeah all those kind of we would call them almost missed memorials of you know, funerals haven't happened in the way that funerals normally would happen and there was a great piece of research actually came out last week around children and young people where where children and young people might sometimes be the ones that might be excluded from the funeral because if only 20 people are allowed to go and people are having to pick which family members and which friends get to go it might be the children and the young people that, that suffer from just the numbers but actually they've been the ones that have stepped up to helping organize funerals and memorial services because they're digital natives and they can they can do the tech. So they're helping different generations engage in, in funeral planning in a different way. So I find that really encouraging actually that um, they're, they're being really resourceful in, in how they're helping us as, as a nation to, to grieve, um, but carrying the weight of their own grief and missing funerals and missing family connections in, in the same space. Yeah. That's a really interesting interesting point because we, we read about sort of virtual you know, funerals and rituals that, that are happening. And it's really interesting to hear that young people and children have, have stepped up to that plate to try and support those maybe mm-hmm. not used to technology. I suppose everybody's probably had an attempt at Zoom over the last year, um, failed or otherwise. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's very interesting um, mm-hmm. research. And I think it's a good point that, you know, children and young people probably do get maybe excluded or told to, you know, get on with it or, you know, let's not talk about it. And and one of the, the sort of learnings that we've had is, is about sort of using that clear language with young people who have experienced that. So it's really good. It's really good to, to know that they're, they're getting obviously involved and engaged with, with that process. And obviously our podcast is, is aimed at education professionals um, who have you know, been through their own journey, I suppose, in, in lockdown, as we know, the schools have pro- they've never went away, but it's obviously been different in terms of how they've approached supporting um, young people. What would your advice be to an education staff member listening to this podcast who may be clicking in because they're supporting a young person at the minute who has recently experienced a bereavement? And there's probably two two angles that I would land on that with because as you say they'll be carrying some of their own journey and some of their own story and some of their own griefs and whether that's a grief around somebody that has died that is close to them as an individual or whether it's just grief with COVID and lockdown and not being able to engage with um, you know school and children in the, in the same kind of way as they did before and um, so there's there's their own stuff that they carry but then if they're working with a, a young person who's been bereaved actually they're in the best place to provide support directly to that that young person because they've already got a relationship with them they're already having some kind of dialogue and communication and sometimes for a stranger like me to kind of come into a situation like that and then try and engage with a a child or a young person it's like they don't need another stranger in their life sometimes because grief is normal and grief is natural and, and and we grieve well when we grieve healthfully in the communities that we're in and it's only sometimes if something gets a bit stuck that that a bit of outside help 
can come. So I would say to somebody working with a, a young person, don't be scared about conversations around death, dying and bereavement. And, and don't be scared to, to ask the, the, the young person how they're doing and to, to spend some time sitting in that conversation. And, and, and yeah, there'll be anxiety around what if I say the wrong thing or what if I, you know, what if I fudge the conversation? Actually, you're probably not by asking them how they are, by asking them, you know, about the person that had died, about saying their name, about having that, that real gritty conversation with them. Um, you, you can't really get it wrong if you have the conversation. You're more likely to get it wrong by not having the conversation with them. Um, but yeah, there's lots of anxiety around it. No, that that's really well put, and I think that's been some of the feedback, especially when uh, you know I've had conversations with teachers about maybe I don't want to say the wrong thing, and you know I'm a teacher. It's not I don't really feel that I've got the skills to do that, but in reality, a lot of the teachers that that I've worked with over the years have got those key relationships with young people, and they've got that trust already there. So it's it's very reassuring for me to hear that that is a natural thing, and and obviously as we know, grief is is something that we're all going to experience. At some point, and and some way or another, and it's just good to hear that you know the education professionals, if, if they're doing that already, continue doing that um, and keep doing that. And I think you touched on something that I, I'd like to touch on a bit further, which is the self care of uh, teachers, because uh, probably people who who don't work in you know the, the lines of work that we do probably don't understand or appreciate the, the vast amount of work that goes on within a school building that is in relation to emotional well-being um, and, yeah. and carrying that and probably in amongst doing that for young people because they maybe are that safe person they've if they're working in a secondary school they still need to make sure that their their maths or their, their subject that they're teaching goes along fine and I suppose there, there comes a, a point where compassion fatigue may set in um, or you know taking that work home from them what would be if we were sort of focusing on that what, what would be your sort of advice in regards to, to managing that which is obviously a big question but yeah it's a huge question there's and I think it's really interesting that, you know, this comes up with, with my volunteers as well, is we're so used to helping other people that sometimes we forget that it's our own, you know, it's that kind of airplane scenario, isn't it? You put on your own air mask before, your own oxygen mask before you put on um, somebody else's. And it's taken that kind of time to actually, what's what's going on inside me? And what am I recognising as, as going on inside me? And, and what? Do I need to do something with that? Is that a conversation I need to have with a colleague so that I can get, you know, without breaking confidentiality and without breaking the, the security of that relationship, but stuff that I need to debrief with, with my colleagues. Do I need to lift the phone and speak to somebody at Cruise because I'm carrying weight of that? Do I need to lift the phone and speak to um, some of my my support network and just, just do good stuff for, for me so it's, um, I guess a bit of it's about knowing ourselves and thinking, actually, I'm, I, I can't take this conversation that I've had with a child and set it down and walk away from it safely. So how can I speak to somebody that will help me set that down safely? Um, and, you know, our, our peer networks and our, our, our support networks in, in schools and organisations can be really helpful for that. Or it might be something as simple as, actually, what have I done to look after myself? Have I been out for a walk today? Have I eaten well today? Am I hydrated today? Those kind of sounds really basic but those are the bits that we forget and, and we forget to kind of pay attention to them for ourselves and we'll tell a young person to do it we'll tell a colleague to do it but, but sometimes we need to remind ourselves that actually we need to put on that oxygen mask ourselves first 
Yeah, I think it's a great way to, to sort of visualise it if, if, if you're on a plane, which hopefully will be going on um, soon. But if, <laughs> if if you're on a plane and, um, you know, the first thing they tell you is to look after after yourself first and foremost. And it's a really good way to look at sort of any mental health support, I think, um, because if you don't do that, eventually that's going to, to cause issues um, for yourself. And, and you mentioned there in terms of getting in touch with yourselves at Cruise Scotland. If somebody again is, is listening to this and, and obviously feels that is something they're going to do, can you advise of firstly how they do that and also what services could be available for an adult or a, a young person? Yeah, so as I said, kind of at the start, we have, we have lots of services that are available. In terms of somebody wanting to, to connect with us for bereavement support directly themselves, and um, the kind of the way to do that is through we have a national helpline that's a free phone number we have a website where there's a web chat facility on the website itself with a, a trained counsellor at the end of that so it's text-based kind of dialogue and people can email into the, the the helpline as well and that will then trigger a contact from one of our local areas depending on where that person is based so so that's how they get into in, into cruise if you like and and then they'll be supported from a, a, a local office for that um, in terms of if it was a, a a supported a supportive person rather than the bereaved person themselves and that would be probably a contact again in through the helpline or, or to me directly I can give you kind of my, my details to do that a little bit more directly um, and it's about actually what what do you need what would it be a, a little Q&A session with some of your team that would be helpful? Would it be just a chat to this is normal and this is what we see in, in young grieving people? Um, or or is, it a, is it a wee bit of training that would be helpful to kind of be delivered in a setting? So we could have that kind of conversation as to who, who is it that's trying to make contact and which is the best, the best route in for that. Yeah. That's excellent. That's really good. And, and I think that shows the sort of breadth of support that's that's available. Um, and hopefully people, if they're, they're listening and they're maybe, you know, searched for this particular podcast, um, it, it will give them some comfort knowing that their support is out there and you don't need to be taking this stuff home with you and, and worrying about it without the support. So thank you very much for that. And, and just sort of finally to thank you for, for coming on and to the podcast and sharing this. And, and hopefully we can continue this going moving forward um, as we continue to branch out into schools across Scotland um, and the United Kingdom of course but in, in Scotland also as that's very relevant um, for yourself and probably final thanks is thank you for yourself, your volunteers and, and everybody in the organisation for the, the work that's been going on over the last year I, I would imagine that you guys have worked very hard to adapt your services as we've spoken about um, and you've probably supported a lot of people so thank you for that and we look forward to continuing this uh, work together yeah absolutely it's been an absolute pleasure chris thanks for your time thanks thank you me. thank you very much thank you for listening to the education community podcast brought to you by bernardo's we hope to see you again soon